They say the truth hurts, the truth hurts, so you about to feel pain, and I gotta do her, God said I gotta do her, cause it's off with the name, Savage Truth, Savage Truth, it's the Savage Truth, the Savage Truth, the Savage Truth, I gotta be real, I gotta be, gotta be. This is the Savage Truth, and if you haven't done already, like, subscribe, get those notifications to the Pastor Roy Dockery channel on YouTube, or subscribe to the Savage Truth podcast on all your major platforms. Go check out the website, RoyDockery.org. Um, join the Patreon community, uh, patreon.com forward slash Pastor Roy Dockery. So just wanted to do a quick episode today. Um, since, you know, we had a lot of good traction off the uh, the episode I did about shoes, and I don't want to, you know, respond to trends based on uh, based on analytics of popularity, but, I, you know, I felt the deep connection with a lot of y'all who get hated on about sneakers, right? Like, there's a, there's a culture of sneaker, um, of shoes in urban culture, especially those of us um, who grew up poor, right? That it was, there was always that pair of shoes that you really wanted and you couldn't get it. And a lot of the people you see now, a lot of the artists, um, a lot of the executives and, and entertainers and all of this other stuff, right? We're really just like fulfilling childhood wants. And, and it, there's nothing inherently wrong with that, right? Like, you know, there, there could be a dream vacation that, you know, you could have grown up and always wanted to go to Disneyland and then you take your children to Disneyland. No one says you're unchristlike for that desire, <laughs> right? To take your to take your children somewhere when it becomes unhealthy and when it gets to the point to where, um, you know, materialism is is overriding your your pursuit of spiritual things when um, it becomes a distraction. Right. When we have obsessions with collections and and possessions, that becomes a problem. But for a lot of people who are um, who are who are sneakerheads or people who are are shoe collectors, a lot of times there is a story behind it. And that that's true of of most people who have any kind of collection. Right. Like and I mentioned it. One of my previous videos, I know people who collect comic books. I know people who collect baseball cards. I know people who collect guns. I know people who collect um, World War II memorabilia or Air Force memorabilia or military memorabilia. So the difference a lot of times with collectors is collections normally have an, have an association with something that, um, that, we, that we have an affinity towards, like an emotional connection to, whether that's a memory or anything like that, there's normally a connection to it. So what I figured I would do, and I may do this a couple times, I'm definitely going to do it for this episode. I may do it again, um, but I'm going to I'm going to have I'm going to share with you a shoe story, right? Because um, when it comes to some of the stuff that we that we own and even some of the things that we pursue, even a lot of times I don't know if we think about it um, as deeply and really evaluate the psychology behind our purchases, the psychology behind the stuff um, that we buy. So even in my in my in my own head, kind of thinking through this, right, like, OK, why did I really want these shoes? It actually answered a lot of questions for me. So I'm going to share my shoe story. And then hopefully this drives, um, you know, some reflection of your own. And then, I mean, honestly, it could just be a good connection um, to something in, you know, exploring our childhood, exploring a lot of times our memories, our pain, um, because overcoming and being delivered from things right also has to deal with confronting them and, and recognizing them recognizing the pain um, and stuff that we're addressing and, and what we're trying to to overcome. So the the shoe story that I'm going to talk about um, is about the Jordan 8 Aquas, right, which were originally released, I believe, like, um, I know the retros came out in 2015. I think the original release was 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 way back, was way back then. I'm not going to Google it right now because I don't want to mess up um, the flow. All the, all the sneakerheads know when they came out. 
Um, and I told y'all before I collect sneakers, I'm not a sneaker head. Um, so I am, I am not up on all the terminology and release dates. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm not subscribed to Jordan and Yeezy. I don't get notifications every time somebody's dropping new shoes because I don't follow it like that. I collect shoes that I like personally. I don't really care about what other people like. Um, so my shoe collection isn't based on trends or culture or or what's popping right now. My shoe collection is based on stuff that I like, which is why there are shoes that I own that accumulate all the time, all of which I wear. Um, except for the pair that I'm about to talk about. So the Jordan 8 Aquas. So the Jordan 8 Aquas were out and available when I was in the sixth grade. So when I was in the sixth grade, the shoes came out, which means my brother would have been in the eighth grade. And this is one of the one of the, the the few times over the course of a few years that me and my brother were attending the same school. So I have one older brother. My older brother is two and a half years younger than me. So he's always been um, two grades ahead of me from a school perspective. So since we moved around a lot as a kid, we kind of went to the same school through elementary school, um, but then middle school. And then, you know, as he left middle school and went into high school, there was a differentiation. But for anyone who knows me personally, they know that like me and my brother have always been very different. So my brother, um, my brother was a was a um, star basketball player, was an awesome track star, great athlete. Like I was not a great athlete. I had juvenile asthma. Right. I played basketball um, in the neighborhood, but would have never made any kind of team. Right. I had I had asthma. I had bad knees. I had all kind of medical problems. I was broken. I was a broken down little kid with old man problems um, at, a, at a young age. So I wasn't very athletic. Um, but I was, um, I was like, you know, naturally kind of intelligent um, from a from a street smarts and from a school perspective. So, you know, I could maneuver in our neighborhoods, had good relationships with everybody from the old folks to the thugs. Um, but at the same time, I did very well in school. So I kind of um, strived on like the academic side. My brother was, like I said, was in a, was like a, you know, award winning uh, track athlete, basketball player um, with Duncan at like 12 or 13 years old. So Needless to say, we always had very different tastes, right? We had we had different interests, right? I was there, I was really into like video games, so I was in you know like Mario Brothers and Tekken, and and my brother was more of like you know basketball. He was really into fashion. He loved shoes. Um, you know what I mean? He always had the latest, you know, because my brother was thirteen. He looked like a grown man. So um, so that was the dynamic. So I but and I specifically remember this pair of shoes because as long as I can remember in the entirety of our lives. These are the only shoes that me and my brother both wanted at the same time. And I don't even know why. Like, I don't know what it was about the straps, but it was just a really cool shoe. And like, I really wanted those shoes. And my brother really wanted those shoes, right? And again, back in the day, you know, Jordans were expensive. They were limited and released and we couldn't get them. So my mother, God bless her heart, um, went out in uh, Payless. And I can't remember the brand. I keep trying to Google them and find them. I cannot find these shoes. But Payless had made some knockoff Jordan 8 Aquas, had a similar um, color on the side. Uh, they were gray shoes, but it was funny because they were like faux leather. Like in everyone who's seen the, the 8 Aquas know that they're suede. <laughs> so these shoes were leather, but they had the same strap design. Um, they had the same kind of purple aqua color down at the back right part of the shoe. Um, you know, the, the tongue design was a little bit simpler, but it should let you know, you know, you could tell clearly it wasn't a basketball shoe because the shoe came with a volleyball. <laughs> so it was either it was Spalding or Regent or one of those volleyball companies made a knockoff Jordan um, that was being sold at Payless. And my mom got us those shoes. Right. Because we, we liked them. She knew what the ones we like look like. And obviously we weren't going to buy hundreds of dollars worth of shoes 
um, in the in our in our in our situation. So she got us these knockoffs, and I was super excited because one, I'm not like a I'm not like a clothes person or shoes I see that I like. Um, and so I was like, cool, like I'm rocking these, but I knew they were knockoffs, right? So I know that like, you know, the, the design look a little bit different. So whenever I wore mine, I rock mine with jeans, <laughs> right? And I, and I got to check on my brother because I'm pretty sure my brother got in trouble or like got in a fight or something when he wore his to school because my brother wore them with like shorts and a, and a smooth outfit. Um, and people, you know, people came out, they mouth sideways and, and we were, we were, we were trained, we were trained and raised to exchange hands when people had words. So um, so I think somebody got stole on uh, about some about the the, the knockoff uh, volleyball Jordans. But the crazy thing is, one, I remember them because they're one of the they're, they're one of the only pair of shoes that I can remember that me and my brother actually ever agreed on and wanted Two, um, that it was something that we my mom knew we wanted that she that she couldn't get. So she tried to get us the, the closest thing to it. And three, I'm pretty sure somebody caught them hands uh, for, for cracking jokes on the shoes. So. You know, so like that's just one. And it's a part of our childhood. And we were living in Tennessee at the time. Like people, my story is complicated. So um, like I was born in Colorado Springs. My parents went to Japan. They got divorced when we were in Japan. We moved back to Connecticut, which is where my mom is from. Then when she got remarried, we moved to Tennessee. So we're also in Tennessee, like in this environment that we don't know people that we don't know. Like we just really like we're in a different environment. So right. So the, that that shoe actually reminds me of like the time when I was closer to my brother, right? It reminds me of a time when we were just playing basketball and chilling. He was much better than me, right? But like I learned, I, I got my fadeaway down and my, my lean back was crisp. So I was short, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't get me. Um, and it was just that time period, right? Because once my brother hit high school and I was, and I was still in middle school, right? He had different interests. He had different friends. He was constantly playing basketball. My brother wound up going to Germany to live with my dad. So like, it's a material thing, but it's it's tied to a, a part in my life where where I really felt like, you know, me and my brother were closer at the time. Right. Like we had different interests, but, you know, we 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 came together behind basketball and that pair of shoes was something <laughs> that we really wanted. Um, and I mean, and honestly, we both grown up and my brother was in the military and traveling around the world. He did four tours to Iraq. I joined the Navy and then I was working in different places. So like we have, we actually haven't a lot of, um, had a lot of time to be back around each other, um, since, you know, since probably the, the early 2000s. So it's been 20 years of just distance, um, and separation, but, but those eight aquas, man, they remind me of that. And so, you know, so one day I was just, you know, I was, I was doing some running around. I think I had to take some, um, some packages for the Patreon, for some of my Patreon, sending some books and merchandise to the post office. And I realized somebody had told me that there was a, um, a shoe resale place that opened up down the street for me, um, not sponsored by this whatsoever, but it's called the Function Boutique. It's in Whitset, North Carolina. I think they have another location in Charlotte, but it's called the Function Boutique. And they sell like retro J's and they got Yeezys and, you know, limited edition stuff that they're they're selling in the store. So I was out coming back from the post office and I'm like, well, you know what? Let me just let me just go in here and see um, and see what they have. I, you know, interestingly enough, I'm wearing some uh, camouflage Crocs. So I'm going into the ultimate sneakerhead store wearing some camouflage socks because this is COVID. I didn't plan on going nowhere, but to the post office. Um, and our post office is a little country post office, right? With like one window and three people in it. Um, so I didn't think I would have to be going anywhere to flex my shoes. But here I am walking into the Function Boutique uh, wearing some camouflage Crocs. Knockoff Crocs at that, like Amazon. I ain't talking about name brand. I mean, it's, they look like Crocs, but they're not Crocs. Um, 
So, you know, I'm not hating on Amazon brand, whatever. You know, I don't own no stock in Crocs. So as long as they keep my feet dry and they waterproof, let's rock with the camo. So, but that's, the, but that's, so I, I go into the Function Boutique and I'm looking at the shoes and there's a lot of shoes in there. I've never owned a pair of Yeezys, have no desire to wear a pair of Yeezys. I don't really like them. Um, and they look like they would hurt my feet. I'm flat footed. So, um, but and again, I'm not with the trends. There are certain shoes that I like. Yeezys have never been one of them. So I don't own any of them, but I'm going in the store and I'm looking around and I'm like, man, like, first of all, these shoes are ridiculously expensive. And like, I, I'm, I collect, I collect shoes, but I'm not a big on retro. So, you know, when I buy limited release shoes, like the J Coles are 125 a pair, right? Like I'm not buying three, $400 pair of shoes on a regular basis or really ever, because uh, it's just not necessary. So I go into the function boutique and I'm looking around and then I notice they got a pair of eight aquas. Now this, anyone who hasn't been in like a resale shoe store, you know, that this isn't like inventory. So you don't see a Jordan on the wall and then they've got that Jordan in every size in the back. That's not the case, right? If there's a Jordan on the wall, that's the size that they have and you can buy it or you cannot buy it because these are things that they're getting in that they're reselling or that they've purchased um, and that they're selling for people. So sure enough, there's one pair of Jordan 8 Aquas on the wall. So I'm looking at them and I'm like, yeah. And then I, I flip them over and I look at the price and I'm like, oh, like, yeah, nah, like, nah. And I, and I was like, you know what? And it, you know, not that I, I couldn't buy them, but I don't, I don't normally buy expensive shoes. I don't normally buy expensive things in general, um, honestly, unless they're for other people, um, even the watch that I wear. And if you see me wear a watch in a video, uh, it is more than likely a Tally and Twine watch. Uh, hold on, let me switch cameras real quick. Um, from my man, Tally and Twine, um, you know, black owned watch company out of Portsmouth, Virginia. My man, Randy Williams, uh, you can catch him at uh, CEO Randy on Tally and Twine. Again, no paid sponsorship. Love the watches. I think I have all of them at this point because uh, he's a good dude, good Christian brother. Love his heart. So I'm supporting his. I support his business. But, um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't buy expensive things. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, yeah, like so th this ain't meant to be, right? These shoes is expensive. There's probably only one of them in here, and they they can't be in my size. So then I pick up the shoe, and I and I look at the size. And it might be in my size because, again, I mentioned I'm flat footed. Right. So depending on the style of shoe, I'm somewhere between an 11 and 12, depending on how narrow the arch is in the shoe. So I'm like, yeah, like my other pair of Jordans that my wife got me for my birthday, those are a size 12. So like if these are 11 and 11 and a half, they probably not going to fit. So I asked the dude, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, these probably won't fit. And he was like, well, just try them on. You know, these the eights run a little big. So. He goes in the back, he gets the aquas, he brings the book, he brings the box out, and I and I slide one onto the foot, and they fit oh so well. They fit oh so well, like it was meant to be. And so, needless to say, uh I added the uh the Jordan 8 Aquas to my collection um, of shoes. So the other thing you will be able to notice, I'm gonna switch cameras again over here. If you look at the bottom of these shoes, these shoes clearly have not been worn. Um because like I said, I don't spend a lot of money on shoes. So when you pay this much for a pair of shoes, um, you know, and I don't, I don't know how other people are, right? But if I pay a lot of money for a pair of shoes, like these shoes will never get worn in the rain. These shoes will never get worn if I'm planning to go somewhere. Like I've had these on in a video shoot for a spoken word poetry piece that I'm releasing that was shot in my house inside, right? There's no outside shots with these shoes because they were expensive. Um, so they may be in this condition, like unworn for a while, other than me wearing them around the house because I'm feeling like, you know, I'm feeling nostalgic and I want to walk around in my eight aquas. But if my brother wore the same size, I would give them to him because I know that when we were in middle school, he wanted them. So unfortunately, his feet are a little bit bigger than mine. 
So I'm going to be on the lookout for a matching pair of Jordan 8 Aquas in a size 12 for my big brother because this is one thing that connects us. Um, and, uh, yeah, he'll be coming here for Christmas. So uh, if, he can, if he can slide his feet into them, I will give my brother these shoes because that's he, his, his desire in that relationship with my brother is actually what inspires stuff like this. And that's what should inspire a shoe story. It's not just about materialism. It's not about having stuff. A lot of it is about memories. Um, and what we carry for no memory. So those shoes remind me of me and my brother playing basketball in Tennessee and, and fighting other kids at the park and protecting each other. Um, so that's what makes me want to have those shoes. And I want to preserve those shoes just like I want to preserve that, that memory. So they will probably never get worn. Um, but they'll be there as a, as, a, as a memory of that. And if anything happens and if I die at one point, they'll be worth money and then somebody can resell them. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a kind thing to end in like a morbid state. But yeah, man, so that's what I wanted to share. That is my shoe story on the Jordan 8 Aqua uh, retros. Those are the retros that came back out in 2015. Um, just for those that want to, you know, receipt check me on the, the retros. I know there were a couple of releases. Those aren't the originals. Um, there's, some, there's some 2015s. I had the card in the box. They were StockX certified. Um, but yeah, but that's the shoe story. So for everybody out there, for people who are watching it, for people who are checking it out, share your shoe story with me. Like, you know, my man K drama, I know he just tried to, he dropped the joint. All I want for Christmas is some Jordans. Um, but a lot of us have stories behind it. So let's, let's share some stories, man. Let's get nostalgic. It's the holiday season. Um, let's show some love, but yeah, man. So that's my shoe story on the Jordan eight Aquas. Thank you for joining me on the Savage Truth. Had a little, uh, little, little personal insight into my life right there that I wanted to share with you guys. But um, thank you for joining. God bless you all. And like I always say, if you don't know Christ, please get to know him. Pick up the Bible. Read the red letters, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And do not judge Christ by Christians. Please judge Christ by Christ. Because if I did, <laughs> I wouldn't be one. So I judge Christ by Christ, by his words, by his actions, by his heart, by his love, and by his grace. So thank you. We love you. Thank you for joining us on the Savage Truth Podcast. Shout out to the Patreon community. Shout out to our um, our sponsors, uh, BYs, NYC, Michael Zaragoza, and my man, Louis Davis. Um, keep, keep, keep pouring in, and we'll keep generating content and putting this out there to inspire minds to um, and to challenge people to be savagely honest, right? Untamed with our honesty, untamed with our truth. And the greatest truth that we represent and that we walk with is that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. So God bless y'all. Peace out from the Savage Truth. Take it easy. Yo, yo, now growing up, I never was a problem child, but I still had problems child, cause as a junior, I was ridiculed, had a speech impediment, young Moses, when he was an Egypt resident, let me paint you a picture, I'll use his beat as a canvas, grew up in a church, you think I'd have an advantage, dad was assistant pastor, mama was the pianist, but I was still lost at the city of Atlantis, overweight kid that was sexually abused, in the same place I'm supposed to get the good news, praise God, that I wasn't sexually confused, Oh, depression had suggestion with weapons, but I refuse. Parents split in 95, then we moved to Charlotte. Dad died in 98, that was the hardest, regardless of what happened when I was a boy. I stand here as a man saying, turn it all joy. I don't want to grow up, cause then I got to deal with that grown man stuff. But I know one day that it's going to catch up, cause it's everyday pain, man, you can't dress up. It's messed up, but I don't want to grow up. Cause then I gotta deal with that grown man stuff But I know one day that it's gon' catch up Cause it's everyday pain, man, you can't dress up
It's messed Lock up. Lock my inner child in the box cause he cocky and broken hearted. That combination gets broken at times cause I'm not heartless like that Will Smith flick in that subway bathroom. Pursuit of happiness I think. Had me crying like tattoo tears cause for years I never knew my father. Looking in the mirror all I see is a stranger. I don't know where these other chromosomes that compose my syndrome call home cause my mother was alone. They raised kids on her own. She got checks in the mail. But a present for my birthday doesn't raise a black male. And it feels like blackmail every time I crack a package and smile. Makes me forget I'm living life as a fatherless child I was wild and angry, you can't explain to me Why the man that gave me birth ain't checking on my sanity My brother wildin' out, my stepdad moving weight Mother tried to keep us sheltered, but we're standing in the rain In the rain I don't wanna grow up, cause then I gotta deal with that grown man stuff But I know one day that it's gonna catch up Cause it's everyday pain, man, you can't dress up It's messed up But I don't wanna grow up, cause then I gotta deal with that grown man stuff But I know one day that it's gonna catch up Cause it's everyday pain, man, you can't dress up I bought my fist cause the pain is too much for me to take So I'm knocking holes in walls, bloody knuckles help me stay off the cliff I'm on the edge like a razor blade but twice as sharp Teachers say that I'm gifted academics and art With the eyes of a poet and the heart of a warrior Story was a tragedy, authored by the ghetto But a better path was given cause my father up in heaven was Looking to adopt a son, I didn't get that paperwork Till I fell in that water, emerged with a faith that works miracles Spiritual healing took place, now I'm feeling so Fresh and so clean for his sake, I will die I'm on a landmine standing on this bait No stake is too great, take shots at the enemy Call me Luke Cage, I'm watching the enemy Always forward, never back, memories are energy That child became a man, watch me conquer the inner me I don't wanna grow up, cause then I gotta deal with that grown man stuff But I know one day that it's gonna catch up Cause it's everyday pain, man, you can't dress up It's messed up, but I don't wanna grow up Cause then I gotta deal with that grown man stuff But I know one day that it's gonna catch up Cause it's everyday pain, man, you can't dress up It's messed up, but I don't wanna grow up Give me Give me some of that good old love